Hey everybody, happy Easter. Um, I'm here today with a very special guest, one of my uh, dearest friends in all of the world. Yep. I think I say that with every guest, but like this is a, this is a little <laughs> bit unique, man. My, it is. my very own brother is here with us. A little different. Yeah, Josh Smith. So thank you for being be here, here, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's going to be awesome. We're in here just celebrating uh, Easter, and I pray that today is just a great celebration because it's it's great news. This is a, a wonderful celebration that we all get to be a part of. And so if you're out and about uh, today at 4 p.m., we're going to be at North Star Church, uh, and so we'd love to see you there. Also, remember, don't forget, during the week, we've got life groups that are meeting all over the city. So if you want to be a part of that, you can go to midtownknox.org. And uh, just hit connect and connect with us there. We'd love to connect with you, help you connect with others. And uh, I'm sure there's a group near you. Speaking of celebration, I brought some party favors for us today. Let's do it. And we're going to start a conversation today that I think is going to be highly impactful. Um, It's based around uh, this idea of resurrection. What did the resurrection do? What has it accomplished in all of our lives? What's the meaning of it? Why is it important? We're going to talk about that today. But I started thinking about some things as I was thinking about this uh, idea that what we believe really matters. In fact, I've said it often, but like what we believe matters most. And in the same way of belief, it's almost like breathing. You see, like as I'm living life, I'm breathing oxygen. Those particles from the oxygen actually go into my bloodstream and allow this body to function. Oxygen is the life breath. If I don't have oxygen, my brain will cease to work, <laughs> which might happen, you know, yeah. uh, and, uh, and I won't have energy to perform. Like you understand that in mm-hmm. athletics, like right. when you begin to get out of breath, your energy level goes down. Way down. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so in the same way, like breathe in oxygen, you get life. Right. You breathe in something a little bit different and it changes everything. And so today we want to just, we want to start this conversation off with like, a little bit of an example. So um, I want to show you this. Let's and dive in. Let's tap in. Let's Show do this it. thing, you know? Um, this is what happens when you breathe a little bit of something different into your life. Uh, it changes everything. How did you do that? You just... I just bit it. You just went hard. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to do it at the same time? Yeah. Same time. I guess. Here All goes right. nothing. Ready? Hello? <laughs> it works. <laughs> it works great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, this is wild. Yeah, what you breathe in changes everything. Yeah. Really, really, really light, changes lightheaded. everything. <laughs> All room is spinning. Yeah. No, is this spinning. a camera trick? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Mine's <clears throat> Oh, there it goes. <clears throat> it's gone. <clears throat> We're good. Gone. Oh, that was really loud. Sorry. <clears throat> Just give me Wow. <laughs> that was awesome. Have you ever seen the movie The Mask? Yes. It sounded just like the dude. It really did. The, that's crazy. Yeah. That's that's probably what they did. I, who knows? My mind is blown. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you're watching this thinking, uh, they did some camera trick. No, no, we did not. And I'm sure you might be sitting there. I don't know if you're watching this and you were thinking, Wow. I thought their voices were gonna go up, right? Yes. I mean why would you not think that? Because in your past, I guarantee you, when you were like 10 years old, you went to that a birthday party, you know, that, that all night party, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you did like 10 of those balloons. So you thought your brain was going to explode. Yeah. Right. And your voice went up. Yeah. Golly, I'm, a, I'm like a little bit lightheaded, yeah. you know, 
But that's a different gas that we actually breathed in. It wasn't helium. It had a different effect. But many of you guys, as you watched that, you thought and expected her voices to go octave higher because of an experience that you may have had. I found that in this whole process, many times, many of us live in accordance with the beliefs from our past experience. They filter a lot of what we do today. And we can see life in a real reality or maybe a past experience. And if you see life through a belief or a lens that isn't quite on properly, you'll find yourself really disappointed in living life um, maybe through a lens that isn't quite correct. So you kind of, you just, you end up, yeah, like I said, just disappointed. Mm -hmm. And so today we want to talk about why the resurrection of Jesus actually changes everything. And uh, today I want to title this message, Real Life. And um, I asked my brother to be here because he's going to give real life example and bring some of this to life for us today. Um, but I titled this Real Life because one of my favorite songs uh, gives me insight into culture today. And one of the songs, it it's called Real Life by The Weeknd. And uh, I want to read a lyric to you because I think it describes what most people see as real life. And there are so many lenses that allow us to see this. Listen to this. You probably know this song. Yeah, right? I do. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. one of my favorites. That's great. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> hey, but listen. This is what he says. He said, um, tell him this boy wasn't made for loving. Tell him this heart doesn't stay to one. I'll be the same. I've never changed for nothing. It's all I know. I've never learned much more. You see, he said in this song exactly what I'm talking about. Based upon what I have learned, I see myself. I see the world around me. And what I've quickly learned, don't trust anyone. And I'm going to stay who I am because it's what I've figured out. <laughs> I'm not staying to one person at all because love ain't worth it. But I see love through my own lens. I see life through my own lens. He goes on to say, my mom called me destructive. Said it said it ruined me one day. And I've talked to so many people who've literally, we, we see life through the lens of what somebody told me in third grade. Or I see the, my life through the lens of what my mom or my dad spoke over me. My mom called me destructive. So you know what I believed I was? I was destructive. And so I see that all over and over and over. And I can't tell you how many people live in, in that third grade playground where that little girl walked up to him and said, you're ugly, really, because she was flirting, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you live life with this, this belief that I'm not enough or I don't look good and I, I can't function properly or I can't step out because I've got something to hide. I see this so much, but his mom called him destructive and I think he just reveals his real life heart. And said it would ruin him. And he says that every woman that loved me, I seem to push them away. That's real life. Mm -hmm. And it's the lens through which he's revealing to us that he sees real life. And for many people, this is real life. This is it. Uh, and and uh, just like we inhaled that balloon, it transforms our life experience. Yes. Yeah. So, like I said, what we believe changes everything. And that's what I'm excited for you to share because uh, we grew up together in a, in a house where we followed Jesus, we saw it, but like right. really to continue to step in, you get to experience it yourself right. 
real life really starts to right, shift, right? right? right. Um, any thoughts on that? Do you got to add it or you want to keep going? No, let's keep going. All right, all right, let's, let's keep go. going. All right, so today we celebrate Easter uh, because it changed everything. Listen to this, 1 Corinthians uh, 15, 14. Paul says that if Christ is not raised from the dead, then our preaching and our hope is in vain. Paul literally said, if Jesus doesn't leave the grave, then what we're doing don't matter a bit because in fact, Jesus is not that important. But because he raises from the grave, it changes everything and it's very, very important. So today I wanna to talk about three specific things and then I want you to share a little bit with us about how this matters, but three specific things uh, that the resurrection of Jesus actually changes. The first thing is, death lost the authority. Now think about this for a second. Until Jesus actually shows up on the scene and does what he does, death is actually undefeated. Like it's the king, it rules everything. Romans 6, 9 says, we know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. That means it's not king over. It doesn't have rulership over. Because once something gets defeated, that means it's no longer undefeated. It's been defeated. And there's now a new champion, you know? And so what, what happened when Jesus resurrected from the dead, death, the undefeated string of death, actually gets ended. And I mean, that was a big defeat. <laughs> and so today, we celebrate what this guy said because death didn't defeat him. And he's the only one in history that it never defeated. Mm -hmm. So that's why what Jesus says really, really matters. And he changed everything. So now that he defeats death, he gets to sit in the place of authority. That's what second point is so important. The second thing that Jesus did through the resurrection is the ultimate authority is actually now for you, not against you. See, death is against you. It's got a record of all the wrongs and it is delivering justice to you and it's finishing you off, ultimately finished. Jesus takes that new seat and the ultimate authority comes away from being against you and now he's for you. Romans 8.34 says this, Christ Jesus who died, but more than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. So get the picture of what this verse is actually talking about. This verse is actually talking about a courtroom scene. So what it says is, Christ Jesus who died. It's talking about a courtroom scene uh, where maybe you've taken the defense, like the whole case is against you. But in walks somebody who says, I'm gonna take the seat for you. The whole penalty of what I just deserve, I deserve all kind of manner of punishment because I've lived a pretty terrible life. Be like, Jamie, you're not that bad. But if you think about it, like, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been a liar, I've been a stealer, I've been an adulterer, I've been all these things. I've been a murderer. Jesus said, if you hate somebody, you've murdered them in your heart. Like, I've done all of these things. So standing on the stand, I'm a lying, thieving, murderous, adultering person. <laughs> but into the courtroom walks Jesus. And it says that he died. So what he said is, hey, this guy's guilty. Yeah, but I want to take his seat. Stand up and give me your 
stand up and give me your jumpsuit, you yeah. know? And we put on, he takes our clothes and he takes his and he gives his to us and we give ours to him and he puts the jumpsuit on and he sits there and he takes the penalty, which is death. So we know that Christ has died, but more than that, he also does another thing. Was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. What that means is, what the Bible says is that God is like the ultimate judge. At the right hand in the judge in a courtroom, who comes to the right side of the judge? Who, who comes? Do you know? The witness. The witness. What Jesus is saying is, I took the punishment, but I'm raised to life to come as the star witness of the courtroom, to sit next to the judge, to say, yeah, um, but I was there and I took his, I took it for him. I was there. Yeah. He's not guilty because it was put on me. So you've got Jesus becoming all things in the courtroom and his father sit, sitting in the judge seat. So you've got this rigged courtroom idea because Jesus dies and he resurrects. Now, enter the courtroom. How do you feel if you enter the courtroom? And you've entered the courtroom before. I have. I've been there. I've <laughs> been there, done that. Yeah. What would it be like if you entered the courtroom and it was rigged in your favor? Would you feel a little bit different? I would I don't know how I would feel. <laughs> I would feel alive. Yeah. Honestly. How did it feel walking into a courtroom? Tell, tell uh, us about the feeling. Bring us into the feeling. Pretty low. Yeah. Honestly. Because <laughs> you see inmate on the back and yeah. you're one of them. Yeah. And you it's probably just, feel, do you feel defeated or like? Yeah. Yeah. You feel things like are against you. moment. Yeah. Really. Imagine that though. If you weren't guilty and you walked into that courtroom. Yeah. You weren't guilty. Probably changes the whole mindset of even that. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. That's this is exactly what happens when we receive Jesus as Lord. That's right. We enter a courtroom because everybody's got a courtroom going on in their mind. Everyone. Right. And sometimes it's in your favor and sometimes it's not. Mm -hmm. But Jesus gives us the power for that courtroom to always be in favor. And when it feels like we should be out of favor, we get to walk and grab hold of promise that brings us back into favor. Mm -hmm. Sound good? Yes. I, I, I hope it. this is a blessing to you today it. because there's so much fire in the good news of Jesus and he's made so much available to us. The third thing though is because this is all true, so the first, death lost ultimate authority. Death is not your ultimate enemy. And the ultimate authority is now for you. So the one who beat death is now for you. And the third thing is freedom is available. Freedom is available. Love it. Yeah. Romans 6.14 says, Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. The freedom of God's grace. The other idea of grace is favor. So God's favor actually frees us up to live a life not burdened down by things that are actually going to hold you back. A lot of times we live this life as if God's trying to hold us back, but in fact, he's actually designed you to be one with him. And when we bring our life as oneness with him, we get to experience the real life we were actually made for. Mm -hmm. The challenge is, do you actually believe that? Would you receive that? I wanted you to share today because I thought it was so important um, as you're stepping in 
and really just receiving that truth for yourself, right. um, you're beginning to have some pretty cool like experiences. So uh, tell everybody what you see God doing in this season. Yes. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, um, when you asked to pray about a specific name to come to your head and to pray for that person and write it on that card. Mm-hmm. And I mean, immediately my best friend popped up in my head and I wrote him down. I prayed for him. And well, now we did that in church. So everybody knows like a couple weeks ago, we were sitting down in, in the, in the, like the sanctuary yes, of this church yes. room. And I just asked everybody, grab a card mm-hmm. and ask God who to write on there. Right. Right. So it's all dependent upon him. Mm-hmm. And you write down the name that comes to your mind. And yeah. it's your best friend a couple weeks ago. No, yeah. No. Yeah. And, uh, and so we hang out later that week and, um, the night goes on and then suddenly his girlfriend goes, Hey, are y'all going to church on Sunday? Like, can we go with y'all? And I don't know. It, it was just such a, just what? Like I've been asking this guy for years, um, inviting him all the time to come to church and it, but I never had really prayed for him. Honestly, I never really had stepped into that um, until I really started diving into God. Yeah. And um, and I said, absolutely, like, come, yeah. please. And the, the sermon, um, as you were praying. The next week? Yes, the comes? next week, sorry. Um, afterwards, he was like, I, I haven't prayed in a very long time. But as you were praying on, in that sermon, he was like, I prayed that prayer. Wow. And that, I mean, I could cry because that's my, that's my boy. Yeah. And he's experiencing what I, I had had or I was in yeah. kind of. Um, and Jesus brought it out of me. And so that was just, that's one little thing, though. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge thing. Yeah. But then I, my wife, she writes on her card. Um, her father and then crosses it out and then puts her family and I just find this so just so funny and amazing at the same time because God didn't care that he that Brie scribbled off her dad's name and wrote family but that week at four in the morning her dad texts me or texts Brie and was like I'm coming in town. Like, not, hey, can I come in town? No, I'm coming in town. I just felt the urge to come in town. And in my mind, I'm like, this is insane. Every moment, every day has been crazy. It's just a God experience. And so he comes into town, and I, I, I'm talking to Bri. I'm like, you realize what God is doing? Like, this is crazy. He's this is God bringing him here. Yeah. This is our time to really dive into the word and really show him Jesus, man. Yeah, yeah. And the moment came up and we just, I mean, we cried together. We were just sharing just Jesus. I was sharing Jesus to him. I was telling him my story, just everything about me. And I don't know, we have a lot more in common than we thought. Yeah. And so that was so good. And um, he left differently. And so did I, I did too. And so when that trip, when he went back, I mean, we still keep in touch a lot and we hadn't in the past. And so that next week we go to the beach 
and um, her mom texts her and goes, I, I just want to get out of Nashville. Like, I just need to get out, and can I come to the beach with y'all? And of course I'm like, oh, come on, I want to be with my wife. And my, I just want to be hanging. But no, uh, we we're like, yes. Like stepping in and just saying yes to things. Like that's just, that's huge. And I just knew God was going to do something. I, like I just, I just knew it was coming. And it's overwhelming because it was just so good. But she comes. It's the best trip. We're on the beach. And... We're just sharing, but this time it's a lot of Brie, a lot of Brie doing it, and it was just different, different encounter, but it was just so good, and it was just God's working, and he's working through this family, through our family, uh, and it's just so good, and, but I'm just so blessed, man. There's nothing better than that life, is there? And you've I lived, would ne- I've lived the worst. We both lived the difference. Yes. <laughs> and you think that satisfies you like it's the best. It's you're comfortable. Yeah. You don't want to be uncomfortable over here. Yeah. But actually this is the way I'm meant to be. This yeah. is where I'm the most comfortable actually. Right. And I feel satisfied. You That's don't right. feel satisfied over here. No, that's so good. And I will never go back. Yeah. <laughs> never. Yeah. That's why I love like sin is no longer your master. Like it's not a master over you. Yeah. For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Yes. And you find that in God's favor, like when you step into what you were designed for, which is what I just said, like connecting with Him, being one with Him. Mm-hmm. And what we try to do a lot of times, what I found is you want to do something good, but you don't even engage with Him. Right. You can't do anything good outside of Him. It's all in connection. God cares more about you than what you are actually doing. Right. And if if you actually would join with him, you would do far more than you could ever think or imagine. It's all available to yes. you. But it's all about the king and it's all about him. When it becomes about him and it's all about him, then you actually receive the best for you as well. Right. It's all connected. And I got an example. I want to I bring this to life uh, for us for a second. So let me grab this real quick. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God, I got I got a new friend today. Got a new friend. I have always named something him yet. new. I, yeah, yeah, no. always, always, always. But I've I've I haven't named him yet. I don't know. What do you think? Do you you got one off your head? You're usually pretty good at this. I usually am, but I don't know. I'm vibing. He's got a bad fin. Yeah, Finley. <laughs> I like that. I'm Finley. I'm so good, honestly. <laughs> I just don't know what it is. It just comes to me. <laughs> it does have like a little like a little. It does. It's got a bad fin in the fin. back. I don't know. Yeah, Finley. <laughs> Finley, here Finley. it is. Yeah, it's just Finley, everybody. I'm in. <laughs> but as we talk about uh, the idea of freedom, if I were to take Finley out of this water right now, <laughs> you me if I were to take this little fish out of this water because he said, like, hey, he was like, hey, this, this means, like, I, I need out of this. Right. This thing is holding me back right now. Um, get me out of this water. And we all know that if I were to take this fish and place Finley on this table, Finley would enjoy the crisp air for a good couple of minutes and then would no longer live. Would experience its idea of freedom, but would die. And 
this is ultimately a lot of us when we think about uh, the freedom of God's grace and favor. A lot of us think about the idea of freedom being the complete absence of constraint. But it's these constraints in his life that actually give life to Finley. It's actually the water that he's receiving that actually gives this life. Now, I wish I didn't have such a small jar because here's what I've discovered. Inside the grace of God is like a vastness of the ocean. And I believe that many of us, when we don't understand the resurrection or we have a different idea about God, we build a case for God's goodness about this big and we live in it about this far, you know? But if God's grace and goodness is beyond our comprehension, I think God wants to take us in realms that we've never yet discovered. He's so beyond us. He's so wonderful. And that's why I'm excited about as we continue to, to walk into the giftings and the giftings of the Holy Spirit, which we've been talking about the past couple of weeks. But Acts 17 um, just simply says, for in him we live and move and have our being. When we want to disconnect from the intention of God, we cease to actually live. And I think that's what you're talking about. You have lived over here, yes. but inwardly you were dying. Dead. 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 Me too. And I just know as we think about this Easter season, you have maybe uh, believed something or are living a life that you have been pursuing your whole life, but inwardly you just feel like dead. And if I could put it in, in terms, it feels like you're in a tomb and there's a giant rock that has rolled over the door and it's just pitch dark in there and you don't know how to get out. You ever feel like that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the good news of Jesus does something so profound for us because the good news of Jesus is exactly what I talked about, that the ultimate authority is actually for you. What would happen if the weekend's real life concept wasn't about receiving love from somebody who is finite and imperfect? What if his, his lens that he saw life through was that the ultimate authority of heaven actually was for him and he loved him unconditionally? And in fact, displayed it for him by taking his position as a guilty person and took all of his guilt on himself and received the just punishment on the cross. All for him. I love you. I love you. And not only do I love you, I love you and I'm powerful enough to go conquer death and then come back into the courtroom and say, hey, look, I'm the star witness here. This guy's not guilty because I took it. Mm. It would transform everything. And today, I just want to tell you the same news that is available uh, for uh, this song and anybody who's received this. Maybe your mom told you uh, you weren't made for nothing. Maybe your mom told you that it would ruin you one day. Maybe somebody uh, loved you imperfectly. And in fact, that wasn't even really love. So you learned through a lens of behavior that I will never stick to one person because I got wounded, I'll never get wounded again. But in fact, Jesus defines for us what love is. And love is patient and kind, shows no record of wrong, endures all things, hopes all things, bears all things. Jesus wants to continue with you no matter what. And if you need to start a relationship with him today, I believe that resurrection life can actually happen for you right now. It can actually happen right where you are. And I believe the stone in your life can be rolled away from the door 
And I believe it's like just like this little fish just plopped right in life. And life can begin to happen for you right now. Here's what the word says. If you want that, you can have it. Right where you are, if you want real life, like the best kind of life. The scripture says, simple, if you know that you've missed the mark and uh, you're feeling burdened or weighed down, uh, there is a authority, a spiritual authority in heaven right now, and he's got authority in earth right now as well. You can call out to a name, and that name will actually save you and set you free. Bring to him what you have, which is a feeling of brokenness or sin or something you know you've missed the mark at. Bring that to him. And here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to hand it to him and realize that he takes it to the cross and he bears it in his own body. Scripture says that he becomes that punishment. He actually becomes your own sin. He, he becomes the picture of it. And then God's wrath toward your sin is actually poured out on Jesus on the cross. So bring all that, that junk that you have and bring it to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I got no other option, but I need your forgiveness and I need you to set me free today. I want you to save me. And I don't want to try to be in charge or make this right or fix it anymore. I want you to be in charge and I want you to fix it. I got to hand it to you. Right where you are, out loud, it says, confess with your mouth that Jesus is, is in charge. He is king. Jesus, I want you to be king of this. And I'm asking you to forgive me. I don't want to do this by myself anymore. I need you to do it for me. And the promise is right now, if you say that out loud, I promise you what's going to feel like, it feels like something opens up right in here. It feels like weights just fall off. It's a spiritual experience. And if you made that decision today, don't stop there uh, because I believe that there's a spiritual door through baptism that actually happens. And then God breathes his Holy Spirit into you. And I believe that has to be filled right now. And so your next step is be baptized. And would you reach out to us? Be baptized in uh, midtownknox.org. Hit connect with us. And I just love it. We'll come to your home, whatever it takes. We will not leave you stranded doing this thing alone. Do this with the community of believers. And I believe it will be the greatest uh, resurrection experience for you today. I believe from death comes life. And right where you are, taking that step, that has happened. So I'm thankful and I'm just celebrating with you. And I can't wait to meet you, get to know you. And then secondly, uh, today, maybe you've experienced that, you've said that, you've been baptized, you've received Jesus, then I want to tell you, would you actually believe it? You don't have to do it again. You have it. Now come discover what it means that sin is no longer your master, that the king is actually for you, that there is a life beyond the one that you've been living. That is found in the community of believers in the church. That's in a life group. That's walking with others. That seeing your spiritual gifting come to fruition and actually be experienced by somebody else, which helps them encounter the King. I want you to discover that, and together we're going to. On, Mar on uh, May 2nd, we're actually discovering spiritual gifts together. And if you don't know yours, I'd love to invite you to it. You can go to midtownknox.org, and uh, there you'll find the next steps. Just hit next steps, and we want to connect with you there. And uh, we want to help you discover your own spiritual gifting. So if that's you, step in and begin to experience real life that we were made for, the resurrection life that you can have right now through Jesus. Come experience that with us. And uh, I would encourage you, don't be afraid. I've been there plenty, uh, but I really wish that there had been times in my life where I'd gone a little bit sooner than I did, you know? Oh my 
Preach. Preach, <laughs> brother. Oh. And, uh, but I believe just today, this Easter holiday, man, I, I really believe that God wants to reach you right where you are. And I'm just thanks for joining us. And I uh, can't wait to see you, meet you. And uh, if we can help in any way, just connect with us through our website, and we'd love to connect. Josh, thanks for being with us, man. It was awesome. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, dude, uh, that gas was really fun. It was <laughs> great. It was a great time. I had a blast. Yeah, let's awesome. do it again. We got a whole Absolutely. can of it, you know? Well, hold on. I might pass out if I do it again. Yeah, yeah. A little lightheaded. A little bit lightheaded, too. So. <laughs> thanks again for being here with us, yeah. guys. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Much love. <laughs>